For the 905 to everywhere, this is Swall Wars, and we are watching the death of the inner circle right now. Um, this is just garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting alongside Jordan Lloyd, who decided to come over to watch this. Um, okay, oh my Jer god. Jericho has like swung that ball bat like 19 times. He just one arm swung that right in the back. Okay, so of course if you're watching this or listening to this right now, um, AEW was last night and uh, Jericho turned on the... Oh! Why was that the safest hit? I don't know. Turned on the inner circle with Jake Hager and aligned himself with 2.0 and Daniel Garcia to take out Ortiz Santana and Eddie Kingston. I just, yeah. Not to mention, I have nothing planned for this episode, so it's kind of like just like a watch along. Oh, here's the obligatory table break. Of course, we're only we're only ten these. minutes into the show. You have one of these on every show. Yeah. So literally, it's just going to be us ranting and raving about pro wrestling and the garbage we're seeing. So if you want to go back and watch AEW, you good lord. That could have been bad. Hold on. Oh, oh my god. Still was. All right, Kingston just went through the table. With his neck. With his neck almost. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, anyways. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to be ranting and raving about all things pro wrestling tonight and just, you know, what's new? And also giving really bad commentary to this shit. So, we won't do it for the whole show. Look, that's Kip. Oh, my God, it's Kip, yeah. With his goddamn box head. He's being paid. He is. Oh, Jericho's on the mic. The Jericho Appreciation Society. To quote... And that's a shitty name for a sugar. <laughs> to quote Mo, that's the worst name I've ever heard. Yeah. The Jericho Entertainment Society. Oh, and they're doing the middle fingers. No, no. Okay. The Jericho Appreciation Society. I'm sorry, but even if, like, Santa... Or, sorry, Sammy's got a title match tonight against Scorpio. Yeah. He should have still been out here. He has nothing to do with this anymore. He, he walked away, but he still got friends there. He said if they couldn't figure this shit out, he didn't want anything to do with them. Uh, now they're doing a recap of MJF and Punk, which, uh, I, of course, we never really gave our reactions to that pay-per-view. What was your match of the night for that one? That. All right, well, that was easy enough. <laughs> I mean, it was, no, it was, it was long far, and bloody, but it was... It was by far... That, to me, that stood head and shoulders above everybody else. All right. It didn't need the thumbtacks, but other than that... It <laughs> Most was, matches don't need thumbtacks. It was different than any everything else. It took its time. It wasn't rush, 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 do a million ridiculous spots. There was a couple. Okay. But it wasn't... It wasn't a Young Buck match with thumbtack shoes and ridiculous things off the top rope and atop the top of cages. Yeah. And now there's just It helped eye. establish a brand new baby face in Wardlow. Yeah. All positive things. Alright, well, what are you going to follow that one up with AEW again? Like I said, literally we're just, oh, it's top flight. I might get points. Of course, if you have no idea what the hell I'm talking about, of course, uh, earlier in the year, we did our Schwa Wars Fantasy Draft, where myself, Jordan, and uh, six other competitors all drafted these huge rosters where we have been collected in points, and hopefully we'll win a huge prize at the end of the year. And uh, quite frankly, Jesse Amato can go suck a dick, because he's been hijacking first place 
since January first. There's been yeah. a there's been a couple of times that he's uh, flipped over, um, you know, off the his pedestal. Oh well, I don't stand a goddamn chance. Oh, thank God. Okay, it's apparently Dante Martin versus Adam Page. You're actually wrestling on TV. I can get a point. I don't ever get points on television. I was going to say, Adam Page is never a wrestler on this. Anyways, we should probably lower our voices a little bit right now. <laughs> I just realized how loud we're yelling right now. <laughs> um, I don't ever get points on television. Ever. No. Ugh. Adam Page coming out. This is going to be a good match, though, against Dante. I've that always... sign just said Toy Story 4 is also filthy. I, 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 I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I feel bad for, though, Adam Page, especially... He had a good match against Adam Cole. No denying, it was a good championship match, good back and forth. But the problem that I've always had with AEW always sparks his head up. Match one does every move in the book, and then match two goes even somehow higher than that, and then everything else to follow can't. And when you had 13 matches from the pre-show that started at 7 o'clock... What, what's wrong? Is this for the world title? I guess so. They held the championship up. I mean, we'll hear it when the announcer says, and still, because let's be honest, there's no chance Dante Martin's winning this match. I'm trying to hear. Hold on a second. Well, this is great. They haven't, me they haven't mentioned anything. I, I, tried to, I was trying to see if commentary was saying anything. Well, yeah, because we're, we're talking over the commentary right now for this. But anyways, where was I going with this? problem with adam page yeah the problem like the problem with adam page and adam cole it's like they literally didn't get a chance because every move under the sun was already done so oh that should be interesting william regal is going to be the manager of danielson and moxley team shooter i guess or something yeah. team something team something because you know aew's got teams but yeah that's my problem with aew and an emergency board reading oh god with matt hardy it'll be in the stairwell <laughs> They're always in the stairwell. Oh, and a tag team title match. So Josh will get points. And then, yeah, okay. Point for Thunder Rosa. So another one for... Pretty sure that's you. That's not me. Oh, okay. That's Jesse. Oh, never mind then. But anyways, this is great audio right now. We so much <laughs> apologize. Um, let's talk about other things in pro wrestling real quick while this is going on. Um, apparently Miro has re-signed a contract extension. I would never know because he hasn't been on TV since October. I well yeah. I'm not I'm not a fan of how they cycle people. They sign so many and then to make room for the new ones that they sign, they cycle some other people off of television and then you never hear from them again. There's no videos to even help you remember they even still work here. There's just nothing. Right. But yeah, Miro resigns. Ooh, okay. Anybody who maybe just started watching this show wouldn't have even known he worked here. Yeah. I mean, not to mention there's also been like 15 signings since Miro has disappeared off TV in October. It's, a, it's an interesting, but to me, a flawed way of building a, ro a revolving door roster. He has live action action figures. That's what Tony Khan is. Essentially, yes. You put the old ones back in the box, and then you play with the new ones. And then when you get tired of those, you get the old ones back. Yeah. I mean, I've... I've Again, I've, I've had my criticism on the show many a times about AEW, and I just said it off the top right now. But, I I mean, that's not withstanding. Like, I thought the pay-per-view at Revolution was good. We're on commercial break, by the way, so I'm able to talk a little bit more clearly. But I thought the the show was good. It's just, it was just long. 
Like, it was almost WrestleMania long. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's too long. Five hours for a show is too long. I agree. What is the sweet spot? Just three hours? Three hours to me is perfect. Or back in the day when WrestleMania was four hours and had no pre-show, that was that was that was tangible. That was palatable. It was because t- it was WrestleMania. Well, that and one match always went like thirty plus minutes. Yes. So when WrestleMania was four hours, that to me was still palatable. But then once you added a two-hour pre-show on top of another four hours, that's too much. I think it goes back to to what I was saying before that. Because wrestling nowadays is so evolved that like every move under the sun, like there is no such thing as a finishing move pretty much anymore. That like when you're watching a well, five I mean, hour show that even though it has great wrestling and you can't deny it's good wrestling, the well, fact I mean, of the matter is it's like it's overkill by show or by match two or three. Well, I mean, you you brought up the term finishing move. I mean, really in retrospective, to have a finishing move. Would you not? Would that not be something that you would try to hit at every point during the match? I, I mean, your way of wrestling logic has been much different from other people's, as we've <laughs> talked about privately. I mean, one time you were just saying, like, just punch the referee for the world champion. I mean, why not? <laughs> why not? That happened once, though. If you're a heel, anybody listening, tell me I'm tell me I'm crazy if this doesn't make any sense. If you're a heel. And the, then the bell rings. Why would you not just slap the referee in the face? Right. Ding, ding, ding. You get disqualified. You keep your championship. You get the hell out of there. Would yeah. that not be genius? No. I, I see the logic in that. I mean, you're also still trying to tell a story. Of course. You could tell a story. You could do that a couple of times. And then, bam, you get stuck in a match that's no disqualification. Ooh, speed of bam. Fisherman driver right there. One, two... And no, only a two counts. Like Adam Page, for instance. When we're talking about finishing moves, like the buckshot lariat. If I were him, I would be trying to hit the buckshot lariat every single chance I had. Well, I mean, it's a little hard when you're on the apron. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying, though. So that's that was our opinion, I guess, on Miro resigning with <laughs> with AEW. Well, I mean, it shows how re- we didn't really talk about it that much because it shows how really relevant he is right now. That's fair. He's not here. Speaking about relevancy, it's about someone who back and forth in WWE land for. 15 years is trying to stay on the relevancy matter or meter rather and uh kind of has again but this time in nxt dolph ziggler winning the nxt world championship from braun baker do you think it was too soon do you think it should have happened i don't don't really there's absolutely no reason for that to happen there's no reason for that to happen because we know he's not going to keep it very long and we know it's probably he's going to keep it till stand and deliver and he's just going to lose it back to braun breaker again so really what was all that for to get jesse more points Sure in, retro- sure, in retrospect, but what really was all that for? Braun Breaker still looked strong. He didn't have to lose his championship. No, he didn't. He didn't lose the match, so it didn't hurt him at all anyway, and then he's just uh, going to win the title back, and then it'll be like nothing happened. So. I mean, I disagree. I still think it does hurt a guy, even if he doesn't get pinned, especially if a champion lost the title. I mean, he could have had a really good long reign as champion. There's nothing wrong with him looking dominant. I feel like they just they're running out of ideas for nxt based on the rosters that they have and they're like throwing everything against the wall now especially to pop a rating on tv for you know for for, i don't think they're running out of ideas with what they have for the world title i think they are it's been braun breaker and tommaso Ciampa, and that's it they have numerous other people down there they could utilize oh nice nice power bomb that was a nice catch two only a two count because it's AEW. um like, there's still stuff you could do with Santos Escobar. Tony D'Angelo, I think, is hilarious, but I actually find he's pretty good. 
I think my problem though is if you have that, they're, li- they're they're just getting um for next week. They're just getting a kid from NXT UK. Okay, so yeah, they have the talent already there and assigned. So it makes total sense that you bring down Dolph Ziggler from Monday Night Raw I'm to not, win the world title. I'm not in NXT. saying it makes sense. I literally just said a few minutes ago that that really there was no reason to do that. It did not make sense. There was no reason whatsoever to do that. What is he doing? <laughs> oh, here we go. Speaking of the buckshot. Yeah. Sorry, we're watching the match here. Eric and Ronnie back into the ring. Nope, oh. not back in the ring. Oh, he broke the count. Even now though he broke who, the count. who cares about count outs in this Dante company? Dante fly. Whoop, 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 whoop. Nope, springboard. Here comes a buckshot. Back. Oh. Wham. Oh. Turn him inside out. One, One two. two. Now, I want to hear if this is for the title. And... And still, it right. was. All right, you got you got television retaining points. I got a point and a half. If you have no idea what we're talking about with these, uh, the draft and all that stuff, go back in the episode, listen to that in the archives, anchor.fm slash Walworth podcast. Also, too, we have the page up there that kind of breaks down the rules, so you can kind of like follow along on our journeys and why we hate Jesse Amato so much right now. <laughs> but boom, beautiful uh, buckshot Larry right there. One, two, three. So who's the next opponent, you think, for Adam Page? And don't say Tante because he just beat him. Because <laughs> that's being dumb. <laughs> I don't know. Like I would prefer it. I would prefer it to be MJF. But the story in the landscape doesn't really make sense for that to happen right no. now. No. Maybe we'll find out right now. He's gonna get interviewed by Shivani. Yeah, I guess so. There's a couple of things. Uh, still, also independent wrestling that your professional wrestling. We should also talk about. Um, Jeff Hardy's a free agent now. He is. Yes. I mean. Obviously, we know where he's going. Well, yeah, I mean, that's not pretty obvious. Again, this is great audio. We're probably just going to cut this part out here. Ooh, Dante Martin's getting called back in the ring. I want a buckshot later. <laughs> again. He'll turn again. Two in a row. Shake some hands. No, Jeff Hardy's a free agent now. I mean, it's pretty obvious where he's going. Cody Rhodes is his. Limbo what man. he's doing is still very much up in the air. He, he that what lost potential that could have been all because he just didn't want to turn heel. Yeah, pretty much. It was, some people's stubbornness can be their biggest downfall. Yep. Stone Cold Steve Austin has accepted the invitation from Kevin Owens to go to WrestleMania and whatever it's going to be, I don't really know. Fight slash match slash Slash talk show interview? I really don't know what it's going to be. If it's cinematic, though, I swear to God. I... Mm. How long ago do you think he like was... Like a bar t- fight, like the old school bar fights that Austin used to have, that's fine, but like... How long ago do you think they approached him about that? What, for this match? Or whatever it's going to be. Honestly, I think it's been short notice. I think it was at least this year. If it was this year, that's fine. Oh, here's Adam Cole. Are we going to get more from the two Adams? <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Adam on Adam. See, I, if, I mean, I mean, it's a great name, i got to say. If it were me, I would have I would have approached him like six months ago. If you were going to do a match. Six months, maybe eight. Give to him what? ample time to train, to get ready. To mentally prepare come up with a story that makes sense because Steve Austin has been the one guy over the last few like several years decade or more that has been so hesitant when everybody has ever asked him if he would ever get back in the ring again 
he would only ever do it if it made absolute perfect sense. Yeah, not and some, it, and it mattered. Yeah, not some guy making fun of Texas within like two, three weeks of WrestleMania. Like, do you? Th- like, I would have told him at least, yeah, you know, maybe six months or more ago to give him a chance to train, get mentally prepared, and also I would have let him. All the money. I would have let him pick his opponent too. I mean, he has gone on record to say he likes Kevin Owens. But did he pick him for this? No, that's fair. I don't think he did. Like, if I were me, I would have let him pick his opponent. Pick his a pick. I would have let him pick his opponent so he knows what he could do or what he could do with somebody. Yeah. I don't think they let him do that. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't know what it's going to be or what to expect. We'll just have to wait and see. I'm assuming, I think it's night one that that's happening. I believe so. Yeah, I'm not looking that up right now. And we know the main event of night one and night two. I mean, if it was a, if there was any question. Well, it should be the two Royal Rumble winners should have the... If they're going to continue doing these you know, two-night extravaganza stupendous. <laughs> we went from cool taglines like where it all begins again and the ultimate challenge and the mega powers implode and now to stupendous. The most two-nights, or stupendous two-night extravaganza <laughs> in the world of professional wrestling. I just, yeah, I, ugh. It's like the marketing team just Gaze says given up with being creative in those regards and they just so Vince I think was talking about it on the Pat McAfee show he literally I think he said like somebody said stupendous in the office yeah and he was like you know what that's a good word we're gonna call Wrestlemania stupendous yeah what an interview by the way let's talk about that real quick I mean we don't have to spend too too much time because it's been a little bit now since it's uh, come out but what did you think of the Pat McAfee episode I mean Personally, myself, um, it went over a lot of information. I feel like we've already known. Yeah, like there wasn't really anything. I would have liked more when he was asking him questions about like when people get released, how everybody blames Vince, and, like how he really feels about things like that. I would have preferred he pushed that issue a little bit and tried to get more deep into that into that stuff. Right. But he didn't, and I could probably understand why because he works for him. So. All that had probably had to be approved ahead of time. Well, of course. Vince I, isn't going to go on a show and be made to look like a fool. Well, no. He hasn't been on a show in 20 years almost at this point. That but, looks delicious. But everything else, everything else I feel like was just information we all already knew, but yeah. just hadn't heard in a long time. I mean, yeah. I mean. It's very interesting to hear Vince McMahon in a casual setting drop or drop F-bombs. You're not really used to hearing that. Yeah, that, that kind of threw me off a couple <laughs> times, but. I feel that the actual interview itself was, I, I like Pat McAfee, I love his energy and stuff like that, and he did the role fine, but I feel like at one point it just turned into the how can we put over Vince McMahon show, and Vince McMahon's like, oh, you guys, I'm not going to talk about that, and you know, of course McAfee's just be like, no, you are great, you're Vince McMahon, blah, blah, blah. You don't think he hears that shit all the time anyways, and like... Yeah, from him. <laughs> from I, don't think, his I don't think Vince is... You know, looking himself in the mirror, thinking like, "God damn it, pal, I'm fucking great." You don't think that? No. You don't think he's done that at least once? No. I think he's done that at least once. I mean, that's fair if you think <laughs> that, but. Oh man. There's no reason for me not to think that. Um, I don't know. It's 
I know a lot of people were disappointed about it because they thought Vince was gonna wrestle Pat McAfee at WrestleMania. Oh, I don't know who why. Fuckity who? I don't know why they thought he was. The man's almost eighty. He can't do a match. Yeah. They're just using this to get Austin Theory over because they think a high-profile match at WrestleMania will help make him a star, oh. but against the complete wrong opponent. Oh, you mean when Pat McAfee wins? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's yeah, not going to that, do That'll him. really put him over as a star. It's not going to do him any favors. Like, there's a difference between Austin losing to Bret Hart in the submission match and getting over after that to Austin Theory wrestling Pat McAfee. Yeah, and I mean, I will say, it, as a completely unrelated note, it is a very strange but also kind of refreshing feeling to see pro wrestling on TSN in Canada again. Yeah. Like, I used to watch Monday Night Raw when it was on TSN, and I used to get so pissed when it got delayed by the hockey games mm-hmm. when I had to go to school. And it's also weird seeing William Regal on another promotion. Yep. Considering he's, you know, he's WWE, and, like, I'll always love WWE, and he was the face of NXT and the goddamn GM. Now look at him. He helped sauntering into the ring. Ironically, William Regal helped find so many super talented people that got signed by the WWE that are now here. <laughs> yeah, so it, make, it makes sense that they would want their, you know. It's like in a way, William Regal helped build a rival promotion. <laughs> oh, here comes Moxley. I'm not a fan of him coming up to Wild Thing. I am. It's catchy. Not this version, at least. Are you kidding me? This is the superior version. It is not the superior this version. This is the superior version. I like the original version better. You can you. like the original version better. That's all. That's up to you. That's a great shirt, though. This is the this is the Major League version. The Major League version. It is. This is what Ricky Vaughn walked out to when he was going to pitch. No one's seen that movie. No one's seen Major League. <laughs> or Major League 2. I mean, I haven't. There's something wrong with you. There's always something wrong with you. Major League is like a quintessential baseball movie. And you like baseball. I do. I like baseball. I don't like baseball bastard. I hate that guy. No one knows what that is. That's fine. I'm going to leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of inside baseball right there. Uh, Well, these guys don't stand a chance. The Workhorseman? Well, I know J.D. Drake, I believe, is the other guy, right? The bigger guy? Wasn't he a part of like the the wingman at one point? With Caesar Bonone and I want to say yes. Yeah, I'm probably right. And this match is going to go like half a second, so we might, <laughs> as well just, we might as well just keep talking over this thing right now. Um, of course, WrestleMania is a few days or a few weeks away now. At this point, uh, we've already announced a couple of special things happening on the show. Um, you and George McKay and I are going to be talking the Godfather. The 50-year anniversary of that movie coming out very, very soon. Yeah. So, obviously, we're not going to give our opinions on the movie, because that would be, well, pointless to the episode next week. Pretty much. Uh, and, of course, after that, we're going to be doing WrestleMania 18, a retrospective review with myself and you, and possibly Vander Cruz, depending on, you know, if we can lock that down or not. He's a busy man. He's a very busy man. He's got a match coming up this Sunday. Yeah. New Frontier. You should go check it out. 555 uh, Dundas Street West in Etobicoke at the Rockpile. Get your tickets now. Um, I've seen, that's my plug for you, by the way. I've seen WrestleMania... Matchmaker, pay me more. I've seen WrestleMania 18 probably at least... Yes, I'm going to get another point. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. he has, no one understands what you just it's meant Pac by that. Pac versus Wheeler Yuta. I have Pac on my team. He's going to get me another point. 
Yeah. No, don't forget the emergency board meeting later tonight. Anyways, you were saying WrestleMania 18. I've seen WrestleMania 18 probably at least 20 times. Yeah. That I can think of when it came, when it aired, for one thing. And then when it came out on VHS, I still have my VHS copy of WrestleMania 18. That's awesome. That is awesome. I've probably worn that thing thin the amount of times I've watched it. Is I'm looking forward to doing that again. I know there's probably maybe a couple things on there that I'm going to think differently about than I did when I first saw it, or when I watched it all those many times over the years. Would you say that that's the WrestleMania you've watched the most? Yeah, maybe. It might be like a close tie between that and 17. Mm, that's fair. I would have to go for myself WrestleMania 7, because I, that was one of the first tapes of wrestling that I ever got from my parents. Uh, that, and it was uh, Super Tape Volume 2, which mm. had a sweet cage match between Rick Rude and Roddy Piper, but I digress. Um, so yeah, WrestleMania 7, I have worn out, and all the people are like, oh, that match is stupid. <laughs> it was fucking, it started to slaughter Hulk Hogan in Iraq this War. This is Adam's impression of all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the blindfold match was dumb. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. No, it's called storytelling. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Come on, say it. You're doing the Dave Chappelle. This is how the audience sounds to me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was the line, but okay. <laughs> oh. If anyone doesn't know, Jordan is like a, you know, a guru. I'm not a guru. What's the word I'm looking for? You're like a walking encyclopedia of like all things pop culture. And pro I wrestling. like pop culture. What's wrong with that? No, it's great. I mean, you know, you didn't do so well in the WrestleMania trivia. That wasn't fair. What do you mean that wasn't I fair? I will go on record and say that was not fair. I mean, the episode's aired now. We can kind of talk about it. But if you haven't checked they it all out, go voted, back. They hold all, on, hold on. If you haven't checked it out, go back in the archives. But now you can talk about it. They all voted me out first because they didn't know me and I got told about it ten minutes beforehand. Oh, boo figgity who. The walking encyclopedia and by the has way, no fans. And by the way... I knew the Fondango question. And that was ugly. You missed that. What happened? Moxley went for a dive to the outside and missed completely. Yeah, sounds about right. And the paradigm shift. That has become less a DDT and more just a double arm suplex. It's a butterfly suplex, yeah. Like, it used to be an implant DDT. Wow, he is really tan today. Or am I wrong? Who, Brian Danielson? Yeah. Either that or J.D. Drake is that white. I think it might be just he's that He's white. just that pale, yeah. Look at Regal. Regal's like, this is great. I'm doing stuff again. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, submission holds. Snap him in the face. Snap him in the face. So how long before these guys are tag team champions? Oh, good lord. I hope they beat them. I hope they beat Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy soon. Well, the next show is in May. Well, it's only a couple months away. Yeah. What that kind of rhymed. What was it? Double or nothing again? It is. Man, they're going to make Shivani lose a lot of weight running to him from the ring doing all these interviews. I mean, he looks great. Yeah. Look, at those head, look at those Brian Danielson head stomps. Ugh. Wonderful. Ugh. Danielson's definitely one of my top five, though. Who's your top five? I mean, we've kind of talked about them in the past, but... Oh, you can't just... You can't just shoot that on me now. I gotta think about that. What, what do you mean? I Because there, there's sometimes where it could change. Oh, Regal's gonna talk. So, you're going on pause. We're going <laughs> to commercial break. <laughs> we'll be back. Do you like horror? Sci-fi? Superheroes? Comics and adventure? 
SunsetCrypt.com has you covered. With reviews and articles. Two associated podcasts. Hot damn! Topics on a ton of bullshit and all geekery grounds with Crypt Keepers Curtis Sturrock, Steve Brown, and Jeff Smith. SunsetCrypt.com. Only the reader knows what awaits them. All right, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, quick uh, shout-out right there from our friends over at SunsetCrypt.com. Go check them out. Always great content over there. Oh, my God, Stan has them. Orange Cassidy's in a cast. Well, i be... sling, at least. Probably I mean, from I guess this. this is why. Oh, yeah, that would do it. Got a busted-up elbow. Well, anyways, like I said, we're back. Uh, we had to pause because, well, William Regal is God. And we had to listen to him. Uh, bit of a droning promo, but it was still good. Got the droning, point across. Droning promo in the last line was a little flat, but... For the most part, pretty good. Oh, I'm very excited to see the the few. Oh my god, is he still doing this whole crypt keeper thing? Look at this. What is that? What is he having? What is what's that on the chain? It's a skull that's smoking. That is cool. I'm kidding. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, Danhausen is just gonna put a curse on them anyways, and they're gonna lose. Why is he here? Uh, well, you see, he's what here to Dan- stand on the outside. Why is Danhausen here? I don't know. I mean, he's one of the top-selling merchers. He hasn't had a match since he's been here, and he showed up in, like, what, January? Uh, <laughs> January, February, I can't remember which. Oh, my God, there's Chuck Taylor. Nobody gives a shit about Everything Chuck. is right in the world. Chuck Taylor is at ringside. Oh, my God. Anyways, we're going to actually talk about something so we're not just pandering so you guys actually have some content to talk to, talk and listen to here. Uh, we're actually going to do a fun little game um, called Either Or which is uh, always a popular one in uh, groups of, well, many. and uh, Yeah, so we're going to do it with a group of two, apparently. We're going to do it with a group of two. An uh, army of two. Either or. Good name, bad game. Wait, what? An army of two. Good name, bad game. Uh, Well, I'm, I'm trying to look this up, but it's not working here. You had a whole commercial break to get this ready if you didn't do it. Well, I was I was watching the promo. My apologies. Either or questions. All right, here we go. So uh, play along if you will. Uh, I'm completely fine. But uh, Jordan, we're gonna learn a whole bunch of new stuff right now about Jordan, which uh, he can actually tell his girlfriend about. Which will be. I don't know if I like this. Well, we're gonna learn a whole bunch of stuff, which I'm sure you know. Then George McKay or George Mackay, will then uh, use against you at some point, probably, uh, the next time he's on, which will be next week. So uh, let, Now I really don't like this. <laughs> well, too bad. Uh, 50s music or 80s music? Uh, I tend to lean more towards the 80s. Okay. However, I don't mind the 50s. Android or iPhone? Android. Yeah, fuck iPhones. <laughs> if you're listening to this on an iPhone, I'm so sorry that your audio quality is not that great. Because, <laughs> you know... Let's just alienate after the back of the listeners. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I have, their choice in technology. I have to I have to be who I am. And by the way, I'd have to go with 80s too, even though 50s is really good. Um, bagels or toast? Toast. I'm not a bagel guy. What are you glaring at me for? Bagels are great. I never said they're not great. But you know what? Bagels are only good with cream cheese. Toast is like good with peanut butter like whatever so like, or sometimes even just butter oh yeah butter like a collect amount great. of our correct amount of butter butter toast can be quite appetizing absolutely uh <laughs> tattoos or piercings 
like which one I get or which one I prefer to get from me I am. or what I prefer on other people. Just says either or. Just answer the question. Uh, tattoos. I don't have any. I'm contemplating getting a couple. And uh, why haven't you got a tattoo? For the longest time, I just really didn't. It really didn't appeal to me. I don't know what it is. It just didn't appeal to me. It didn't feel like it was necessary. But then over time, I started thinking, you know what? Maybe. I mean, maybe just like one or two, like yeah. select things that I think would be cool. Yeah, but you know what they say. I mean, I don't have any tattoos either. But I've been told that you get one, you're gonna get more. Yeah, it'll turn into a sleeve or whatever. Yeah, maybe we'll see. All right. Um. What's a good one here? Ooh, breakfast or dinner? Uh, dinner. But I don't really, I don't really eat breakfast a lot. But like when I do, it's delicious. Yeah, it has to be dinner. I'm not a breakfast person. Yeah. I usually, I'm the kind of guy where it's like, if it's ten o'clock in the morning, I'm like, oh, I'm really hungry. I'll be like two hours till lunch. No, no, like <laughs> I'll wait till eleven and be like, you know what? I'll wait till eleven. Then it's lunchtime. Yeah. Cause like I can at least tell myself that I can, you know, eat whatever I want for lunch. Yeah, that's, that's normally what I do. Uh what's another good one here? Ooh, cheeseburgers or tacos? Um Tacos. Really? Uh, that's not where I thought you were going with that. Uh I mean I love a good taco. Don't I get do me wrong. too. But I think there's something about a good cheeseburger, you know? But I'm not don't let that sway your vote though. No, I'd still say tacos. Like, I like a really, really good... Like, a really, really good taco, is, to me, is, like, the greatest thing in the world. It, it depends on the cheeseburger, for if, if it was cheeseburgers. Like, I don't like any kind of cheeseburger. It has, it has to be, like... It depends on what certain type of cheeseburger it is and where it comes from. Okay. Would you rather die from skydiving... I, for a second, I thought that was going to be the question. Would you rather die <laughs> or, or not? not? Die. Or <laughs> like, not die. <laughs> would I rather die from skydiving or what? Or from a bungee jump... Uh accident both of those are pretty much the same thing well, slamming into the ground at extreme velocity yes <laughs> but like the bungee jump like you're expecting the cord will bounce you up and it doesn't and then the skydiving you think your chute's gonna open and it Pro well, then if i had to choose i'd probably take the bungee cord because at least then it would be over pretty quick if it's skydiving you have a, quite a bit of a fall before you slam into the ground oh the whole time you'd be doing the simpson crap 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 yeah crap. probably <laughs> um here i'm trying to find a good one i make fun of wheeler yuda but he's not that bad uh this is a bit of a segment we're also going to do in the future as well when it comes to either or questions when it comes to pro wrestling um that we're going to have with random guests in the future so we're just trying trying it out on the air live with jordan we're What's live up? pal yeah we're live pal. oh so was that suplex that almost was like a brain buster pack took most of it on the back of his own head Man, what's okay, that? well, what sorry, was I'm just looking at Wheelie Yuta up like a dead fish. <laughs> he like, looked... literally a dead fish, and here we go, it's over, and points for you. Yes! And tap a tap a tap there I've been shut out of so many nights That's of true. my people either not wrestling, or they do, and they get beat by the stupidest people. Alright, here we go. Uh, Ric Flair or Harley Race? I'm just naming people off the top of my head. Mm, Ric Flair. Because? The helicopter, obviously. No. His personal his personal things, he's been weird things he's done aside. I don't know. I always preferred the I always preferred the more flashier showmanship of Ric Flair. That's fair. I think I'd go with Flair too, but like Harley's such a damn close second. Yes. Alright. Uh Michaels or Brett? 
Uh, I mean, you're Canadian, so I feel like I should know the answer to this question. Well, it's definitely Bret Hart. But I however, know. I am not the I am not on the bandwagon of let's just hate Shawn Michaels because. Oh, I'm not on that. I just don't find him as good as everyone says he is. That's just my own opinion. <laughs> oh, and that's fair. But no, it's definitely Bret Hart. Okay. Um, I mean, my God, Bret Hart has influenced so many people on this roster. Yeah. You see Bret Hart moves. We saw a few ones on the, during the pay-per-view. CM Punk or Samoa Joe? Uh, Samoa Joe. I would say Samoa Joe, too. And this is where I also lose the other half of my audience. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with CM Punk, but I always thought just Joe was so much cooler. Yeah. To see like a big guy that can move like that, in that at that size. And those matches that he had with like Necro and... Uh, yeah. I, mean, I don't know why Necro was the very first one. I, thought, <laughs> I don't know why either. <laughs> uh, oh, God. What's another good one and here? Kurt Angle yeah. and um, the X Division fucking wars he had in, in Impact with Styles and Christopher Daniels. Oh, here you go. Uh, the Road Warriors or the Dudleys? Uh, I love the Road Warriors, but I think I prefer the Dudleys. Okay. I think I prefer the Dud- The Dudleys, to me, had a little bit more of a... Could do a little more variety of things than the Road Warriors could. That's fair. That's no knock on the Road Warriors, but it's like, when you have a Road Warriors match, you knew what you were going to get. Mm. The Dudleys could maybe do, like, a few different variations of a match. That is true. Tori Wilson or Stacey Keebler? We've been over this numerous times. It's Stacey Keebler. <laughs> well, the audience doesn't know. And Why? No, it's always, it's Stacey Kubler. Okay, it was why? Bit, you're going to make me say this live on the air? Damn right I am. My girlfriend listens to this? She's not going to listen to this. That's true, she's not going to listen to this. Although she should. Because I'm a leg man. Ah. <laughs> yeah, he's more of a he's more of a leg than a, a wing or a thigh man. Yes. There you go. We'll just go with that. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> Pervert. No, I'm no. sorry. I was gonna literally. I was gonna say that too. Um, oh, what's another good one here? Do a couple more here. Uh, I'm sure some of you guys are like yelling at them at the top of my at the TV right now. The TV. What the fuck am I talking? What about? are you talking about? We're and, live, pal. Right, we're live, pal. I'm tired, man. Leave me alone. Um, oh, okay. Here's a good one. Um, Charlotte Flair. Okay. Or Medusa. I have issues with things that Charlotte Flair does. But she didn't dump a belt in the trash can? <laughs> but she didn't dump a belt in the trash can. I probably would say Charlotte Flair, even though I do have like criticisms of some of the things she does when she wrestles. Okay. And if people want to know what those criticisms are... I, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like Charlotte doesn't sell as much as she probably should. Not to the like Undertaker level, you mean? Yes. Like there's sometimes where I feel like she just kicks everyone's ass and like never looks bad or like never looks like in any kind of danger. I don't know. That's if I'm crazy, people can call me out on that, but like that's just what I see. Yeah. No, it's a fair assessment. Um, oh, I guess, well, I mean, we can just stop it right there. Like I said, we're probably going to be doing something like that in the future with, you know, future guests that we're going to be having on the show and whatnot. 
Uh, this was supposed to be the interview that I was supposed to have with Jan Murphy, but unfortunately just scheduling errors again and, you know, timing and whatnot. This, uh, this interview is elusive. This is like my white whale right now. Like, I got to eventually get this interview again how with Jan Murphy. How many times have you tried to do this? Like, two or three. I mean, really? it, it'll happen. I mean, it'll definitely happen. I mean, Jan's a great guest. I mean, he's a great guy. Um, very much looking forward to Chinlock 6 happening in June. Uh, you guys should as well. Well, FTR is on the TV. Probably talking about how they're never booked. Yeah, probably. I picked them for my team too. Poor, poor fool. Because I thought they would. I thought they would wrestle. All right. Well, we just saw FTR fire. Fire Tully Blanchard. What? What the hell is the blade wearing? He looks like a nun. The butcher looks stupid with those shades <laughs> on. This whole faction sucks. <laughs> I mean, Andrade's got a great suit. I don't understand. I don't get him. Oh, they're firing Matt Hardy. Oh, that's a hostile company takeover. They're pushing out. They're, they're pushing out the owner. Yeah, because they're probably their way of getting in Jeff Hardy. We're gonna give you a buyout. Yeah, we're gonna fire Matt, and then he's gonna come back with his brother and beat all the losers who don't matter. Yippee! <laughs> <laughs> Great booking. We're <laughs> gonna beat the butcher and the blade. What? You're gonna beat the butcher and the blade? Oh, that's majority rules. Alright, well. Matt Hardy's stock just got bought out and he's out on his ass. Okay, well, there's a lot of dead audio right now, but, uh. So, let me get this straight. In one show so far, and it's only been hour one of AEW. So, the inner circle implode and then form a sub faction. We saw Danielson and Moxley officially... Form a new tag team, officially, and now Matt Hardy's being kicked out of his corporation. Yes. And, uh... People are waiting for Jeff. Oh, and and Tully Blanchard got fired. And Tully Blanchard got fired. Yeah, A lot of rearranging. A lot of rearranging. People are chanting for Jeff, but I think it's a little too soon. Yeah, if they did it now, it would be so... That and I think he just became a free agent today. Yeah, so it wouldn't be surprised if they did. Yeah, like, oh, true. what are the odds? Like, Jeff Hardy's already back there. <laughs> but it's like you just you just got Regal. You just did the heel turn. Yeah, and you just did the heel turn. You got to build to this a little bit. Make Matt find like. Okay, Darby. Okay, but yeah. like make Matt find like a couple partners maybe and have it keep failing. I don't know, but here come the baby faces for the save by sauntering to the ring. <laughs> They're very slowly Slow. coming <laughs> to save Matt Hardy. <laughs> uh, well, anyways, guys, we're going to let you go. Again, this episode is kind of just all over the goddamn map. But, <laughs> um, we hope that you guys enjoyed. We had, you know, a lot of fun today. At least we did, you know, recording. It's always fun being here with Jordan. And, yeah. uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how well this does in the views and the downloads, which we hope you do because, quite frankly, we have been just going up and up, like, every single month since uh, we have relaunched our show of Schwa Wars. Formerly known Schwa Style Podcast and Schwa Style Wrestling. Um, I just, I'm very, very happy with all the things that we've been able to accomplish so far. And Jordan, you've been a big hand when it comes to all this. So, you know, from the bottom of my heart, I just want to say, fuck you. Wow, <laughs> that is not where I thought that was going. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm just kidding around. But no, honestly, though, I just want to say thank you. Like I said, you've been the, the right hand of this podcast for a very, very long time. And 
Um, I honestly wouldn't be able to help do this without you and stuff like that. And no, I'm not going to cue the nice instrumental music while I'm saying all this nice stuff about you. Because uh, quite frankly, I don't want you to have an ego and then turn into George Mackay. So, love you, George. <laughs> uh, until then, speaking of George, like I said, next week on the podcast, we are going to be doing our Godfather 50-year anniversary review. Does it still hold up? Is it still as great as everyone thinks it is? Uh, I mean, we already know Jordan's kind of opinion on the movie because you recently did the... Uh, the tier list of the gangster film. So it'll be really fun for you to try and defend yourself against George. Cause I know he's an avid fan of this movie and I am just going to give my opinion next week on that movie. So uh, until then, ladies and gentlemen, my name's Adam Hayes for Jordan Lloyd. Thank you very much. And uh, for this fucked up episode, we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.